You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Sovereign Self is about individual empowerment and freedom. In exploring this sovereign self, our discussions will encompass self-love, oneness, and diverse spiritual understandings as life is a journey of expansion which never ends. Join author Martin Neil Campbell, trainer and business facilitator Karen Murphy, and spiritual archaeologist Ron Mayer as their discussions help lead their listeners into an ever-expanding journey of peace, love, joy, and freedom to become who you desire and be your sovereign self. Welcome to Sovereign Self. I am your host, Martin Neil Campbell, and your fabulously divine and absolutely wondrous co-host, as usual, are... Ron Mayer and Karen Murphy. Say hello, Ron and Karen. Hello, Ron and Karen. Hello, Karen and Ron. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you too. Love it. Love it. Hello, folks. Welcome. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome, indeed. We very much do appreciate you tuning in, and we love you dearly and send you all our love always, and that will never change. So, on this program, we're going to be talking about awareness again, and we've been talking about it for the last few weeks, but we wanted to move to awareness at a personal level. And we know that a lot of things are going on in the world and a lot of things are going on in people's lives that aren't always what they would consider the best, and there's a lot of pressures out there. We are indeed in a world of opposites where we're seeing different ideologies and people of different ideas sort of break into their camps and argue against each other and point at each other and say how evil the other side is. All of this takes its toll on all of us, and it does have its repercussions. When you get into talking about negativity, it is probably the prime topic, I would say, of the day, by the way things are going. The good thing is, I get the distinct feeling that people are changing and don't want just the negative anymore. For so long, we've been inundated with nothing but negative through the news, through our personal behaviors, through television programs, through all these things. And I think we're finally turning on a point where a lot of people are going, yeah, I don't want to listen to this anymore. I don't want to see all the violence. I don't want to be immersed in all this stuff that's been thrown at us for the last 20 years. It just doesn't serve us anymore. And I think that's a good place to be. Now, it's interesting that clarity bringing in clarity and being clear, being in a conscious place and looking at where you are distracted and move away from negative things that may come up is part of what we're going to talk about. It's a good week to do it because over the last week, our astrological settings, the sun has conjunct Neptune last weekend and from the various astrological things that are going on, It's actually moved us into a time of energy where we can get things done, get concrete solutions, and move you where you want to move so you can step into your power and direction. It's a very good thing. So on the topic of awareness at a personal level, Karen Aran, do you want to start first? Well, I I think I'd like to chime in there. Sure. one of the things that I thought that would be really funny, you know how people love to gossip and gossip has a tendency to be very negative. Yes. Right. Wouldn't it be nice if people decided to gossip about wonderful, powerful, positive things? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a change that would be. Yeah. But you're right about constantly being drawn to the negative as if 
a moth to a flame type of thing that it's almost impossible to to prevent yourself from moving towards that. Uh, you're just magnetically drawn to it. And Martin, I think you're right that there is a lot of changes that are that have been happening. Be, I would be curious in viewing the media, just where the media has also been shifting in their in the manner in which that they're reporting. Was there something? Now somebody brought something up earlier about a recent incident. Did you want to bring that up, Mark? Yes, there there was an event. There was a shooting in Michigan. Right. Uh, of six people. The, the interesting thing there was that someone noted that not one of the major networks covered it off. So there was no mention of the shooting of six people. They were curious as to why that wasn't mentioned. And I think you mentioned it, Ron, but maybe there's some hope there that they're not putting out all this negative stuff because they know how much it bothers people. Mm-hmm. And it's going down the old route of just reporting negative and more negative. Maybe we are finally beginning to move in a direction where we're just not going to report only the negative anymore. Well, I think from my perspective, this is really powerful because we've often talked about a couple. I want to touch on a couple things. Great introduction, Martin. Great feedback, Ron. I, I liked what you said. Uh, a couple of things. One is... We are seeing that shift when we take a look at awareness from people moving away from that negativity on a personal level to a more positive level. And from my perspective, I, I think I've mentioned this before, we often talk about what you, what you focus on happens. So there's a tendency for people to take that at face value and say, oh my goodness, if there's something negative, I'm not going to focus on it because that just makes it more negative. Whereas from my perspective, I actually believe that there is a very extreme difference between focusing and dwelling in negativity as opposed to becoming aware on a personal level of something that is negative and getting to the root of it and addressing it and finding out, you know, getting for yourself the clarity in why and not pushing it down and and not focusing on it. So I, I think that's one distinction. The other thing that came to mind was your comment, Ron, about viewing how the media is taking things and is there is a shift. And it immediately made me, it kind of brought a little smile to my face. I thought, oh my goodness, the ripple effect. Mm -hmm. Martin, you talked in your introduction, and I believe it to be true as well, and I, I believe we all do, that we are seeing more and more people within the community and in our circles, we're seeing that feeling of positivity. People are complimenting one another. People are lending a hand up. People are supporting one another. And we're actually focusing as humanity on many of the positive things. And to your question, Ron, I would like to believe that it's that culmination of positivity that may in fact be influencing via the ripple effect those people who in the past thought that negativity and fear-based media or announcements of stuff gained revenue, gained attention, are now saying that may not be the way to go. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to add that the change of heart we're hoping is starting to reveal itself within the news media and the way that they broadcast and, and what they broadcast to the world. This change is going to be a gradual one. It's not going to be one that'll be, you know, oh my God, that, you know, it'll be not like overnight type of thing. Case in point, there was an, a wonderful article that was only published 
by a French magazine in France. And it was an interview that President Assad had given with regards to one of the French journalists. And it was all questions with regards to what President Assad felt about the ISIL, the invasion, the Western world, as well as the Russians. And it was a wonderful article. Not anywhere did this article appear in any Western newspapers. Mm -hmm. And this was a major, major article. It was a wonderful article. So it's still going to take time for Western news medias to move away from the clutches of the Illuminati and the complete control that they've elicited over the news media and what and how they report the news. Yes. The other thing, I don't know whether it's true or not, I haven't done an in-depth study, but I've noticed from two years ago to now, television programs have changed. Yes. There were a lot of former programs, that, you know, they call them reality-based programs, and they were all about people trying to right. one-up someone else or deceit them into failing at something. And they mm-hmm. all seem to be disappearing. And a lot of programs that are coming up are featuring what I would call more of the old-time heroes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Game of Thrones or whether it's Shannara Chronicles mm-hmm. or whether it's even Supergirl or what have you, they're all presenting more of someone who's trying to be conscious and do something that's better mm-hmm. for the society. And, and mm-hmm. they, they present it all from different fronts and different angles, but I think it's becoming more the norm to have that type of program now, where before it was all just dog-eat-dog. Right. I would I would actually agree with that, Martin. I'm a, I'm a bit of a TV buff at times, and I remember... As a, as a girl growing up, which, by the way, for our listeners, was about three weeks ago, um, <laughs> I would watch some of those sitcoms that poked fun at all the things that were considered not quite fair or just. Mm. So biases and bigotry, and and we would poke fun at them in our sitcoms that we found very funny because they were articulating all the wrong things to do in a very funny way. And I've talked before about Lucille Ball, Archie Bunker, well, All in the Family, Will and Grace. But more recently, there's a lot of sitcoms coming forward that are doing just that, where they actually show in a comedy sitcom the humanity of all of our, our flaws. And when I say flaws, not that we're imperfect, but the things we do that are not demonstrating coming from a heart center, not coming from a loving place. And they poke fun at them, and ultimately throughout the sitcom, you see how they say things tongue-in-cheek, but they always do the right thing. And when I say right, it's not right or wrong, but they do the thing that comes from their heart center. Mm -hmm. Well, we all know that when it comes to the uglies that everybody has within them, it's much easier to accept them if you use humor. Humor has a tendency to be very forgiving. It mm. says, oh my God, look at, look at the way I used to be. I could laugh at myself because I was like that. With the understanding that no longer am I that way. Mm-hmm. Mm. So humor is a wonderful, wonderful tool in this regard with regards to healing. It does get you to look at these things and through the laughter it allows you to forgive and move forward. Absolutely. And I think it comes back to Martin's introduction around self-awareness at a personal nature. Oftentimes, many of us feel much much more comfortable addressing that that we don't want to see, that we believe we must face 
it's often easier to do it in a humorous way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because that creates an, uh, a non-confrontational or a, a non-judgmental playing field. And it allows you that latitude to work through it. Yeah. yeah. And you can always tell when the humor isn't authentic. Mm-hmm. Yes. When the humor yes. is deliberately cruel. Right. You, you can sense that. That's something that you just intuitively know is not healthy. Right. right. And so you can always know when humor is being misused and being inappropriately applied. You just know. And the interesting thing about awareness at a, at a personal level is, and I mentioned in the introduction, clarity. Be clear. Be in a conscious place. The interesting thing about that is, is that's from a personal level. So while we have been talking about being aware of what's going on in the world and investigating things more to see what we recognize as being not in congruence with what we want to be or how we want to live or how we want our system to be set up, there is also very much, and even more so, the internal conflicts that go on. And one of the things there is that people still tend, not all, but a lot of people still tend to there's something extremely negative comes up, they won't even look at it. Mm-hmm. They'll turn away, they'll distract themselves, they don't even want to face it. But it's important to face those things, look at what's causing them within you so you can bring them to some resolution, face them, consciously decide what you are in relationship to them without turning away and, and trying to hide from it all the time. And a lot of that is where you're trapped. One of the statements I heard was, don't be attached to your distractions. Because Mm -hmm. we use distractions and we use other things a lot of the time to move away from what we don't want to face. Right. And if it's something you don't want to face, then it's telling you it's something you should be facing. But as Karen said, you don't want to get into the world of dwelling on it. Right. You don't want to become absorbed in it to where it overtakes you. But you do want to observe it, and you do want to look within yourself to see why it bothers you so much. Mm-hmm. And you know, it could be events in your past. It could remind you of something that was horrific that happened before. It could just be something that it just revolts you. But whether it does revolt you at that level or not, you still have to look at it and go, okay, why is it revolting me so much? Where am I going to come from? And where am I going to stand? Who am I in relation to that? And right. where, where are my feelings coming from? So it's bringing it to very much more a conscious place rather than an unconscious place of turning away and just hiding from it. And what I found was interesting is whenever someone, an individual awakens, their first few years usually during the process of this grand awakening that they experience in themselves is usually an attempt at saying to themselves, okay, well, I'm not feeling very good. I know I need to change. And so they begin to look at some of the reasons why they're not feeling good. So this, Karen, is where I think many people begin to focus on what's not working in their lives. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, the trick here, of course, is your perspective with regards to why you're doing what it is that you're doing. When Mm -hmm. you're looking at something, what is your intent? Is your intent to heal what it is that you're looking at? In which case, you can do your self-talk. You can do all of these wonderful techniques that will begin to uncover the core truth behind why you're doing something. But you're doing it so as to, as what Martin said earlier, 
to know that you can make a different choice, to, to know what kind of a choice you want to be making in the first place. You have to know what, you, what it is that you've done. You've got to pull all of that stuff in your subconscious. You've got to make it com- come out. You've got to right. pull it into the light of consciousness. Once you've done that, how you deal with it is the next move. And here, if you can make reparations of course, which is part of the 12-step program, then, right. do, then do so. What's that wonderful saying about, uh, the, uh, what is it? The wisdom to know the difference. Except the things we cannot change. Exactly. The to know the difference. Exactly. So you're going to encounter those types of situations when you're looking at all the negative stuff that you're holding in your subconscious mind. When you begin to look at it, you deal with what you can and you forgive the rest and move mm-hmm. forward. But it's always with the aim of not dwelling on it, as you said earlier, because dwelling on it simply means you're not ready to deal with it. Right. Exactly. There's the other phrase, which we've used before, which I liked, is be of the world, but not in it. in the world. So don't let everything in the world weigh you down. And part of the thing there is, are you overwhelmed with all of it? And there are things we've talked in past programs about getting quiet, doing the meditation, thinking about things, but move away, I would say, if you're at that point of feeling overwhelmed, move away from the onslaught of negativity. Yes. Don't be attracted to turn on that news that night and get slaughtered by all everything yeah. it's saying. Don't read the newspapers and all this that move you to that. Step away from it for a while so you have time to think without yes. all this keep mm-hmm. coming in. Because every time these hundreds of things come in at you daily, no wonder people can't deal with it. You have to step away and then begin to look within yourself and, and just let it go. And right. it's okay to be overwhelmed. Yeah. It's simply, you're okay if you're being overwhelmed. And as you said, it takes a little bit of time. So forgive yourself for not knowing everything that you could possibly know. Exactly. I'm a firm believer in synchronicity and the way in which the universe oh. supports us. No matter what your belief is out there, whether it's God, whether it's a higher power, you know, the universe, whatever. Getting back to this concept of synchronicity, I read an article, I I do subscribe to the Daily Ohm, and there was an article that came in, I I think about a week ago, which I believe is very synchronistic, because at that point in time, folks, we had no idea what we were going to be talking about on the show, nor did this article that I'm about to refer to have any bearing on the show, which says to me, it's synchronistic. But as we're talking through, it was on life, and it was written by Madison Taylor. I I won't go through the whole article, but it actually talks about exactly what we're talking about today. All the situations in our lives, from the insignificant to the major, teach us exactly what we need to be learning. So when I reflect on what I'm hearing you both say, Martin and Ron, it seems that we're saying It's all very much aligned. In this article, they talk about the people and situations we encounter every day have much to teach us. Oftentimes, we don't recognize it because we're looking for that euphoric guru, that euphoric master. And while it's great to look at masters and hear what they have to say, I'll go back for a moment to we must investigate them and make sure that it it fits for you. But it goes on to say how everything conspires as to how we're supposed to learn something. So, for example, throughout this article, they talk about things like a difficult phase in your relationship with your child may be teaching you letting go. The homeless person you see every day may be showing you your boundaries for compassion and generosity. Sometimes the people you are involved with may be showing you, as we've spoken about this before, that which you do not want to emulate. 
all of those kinds of things. I think they went on to talk about lost items, which I'm famous for, and maybe asking you to be more present. And that's one of the challenges that I've had throughout my entire life is being present. That really spoke to me. So I, I find it interesting that as we have these conversations, there is so much out there in support that lends itself to say, oh, I think I'm going to ask yet another question and learn a little bit more and dig a little bit deeper and not bury, as you said, Martin, those things that are negative in my life as if they're bad. Because yep. really, they are the, the open door. Just got to you know, turn the knob and maybe a little WD-40 and let her go. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And as, as grandmother says, if you encounter something that makes you feel uncomfortable, it's simply an indication that there's something here to learn. That's mm-hmm. all it means. Yes. Interesting that you bring up Grandmother Parisha, but she put a piece out. She's, she was, I uh, don't know if she's finished now, but she was doing a course with a bunch of people in the last little while. And she said one of the exercises she asked them to do was not say anything negative about yes. anything or anyone. Yes, I read that. People were getting there. They couldn't do it mm-hmm. 100%. It was difficult for them. But they all admitted how much of a change it made in them and their psyche and how they looked at things. And they loved it. So not dwelling on the negativity is a good thing from that angle. For sure. But you brought up something earlier, you know, Ron, when I was talking about being overwhelmed and move away. Part of it I've always looked at that if if you are overwhelmed by all the negativity in the news and everything you see and it horrifies you, tells me is you have heart. You, You have empathy and you have heart for all of these people and what's going on. That is a good thing. Mm-hmm. But what you have to learn to do is, as we said, be of the world but not in it. There is nothing you can do. And I think you, you mentioned the statement, Karen, earlier for answering Ron's question is, is about, you know, you can control certain things and other things you just can't control. And if you have heart like that, you have to learn how to step away from those things you can't control. Right. It doesn't mean you don't recognize it. And it doesn't mean you don't, you don't have empathy. But it does mean that you don't let it destroy your life. And you move forward with making sure you're not like that in any facet of your life. Right. Because you have that heart and heart center to go there. And you will become, and this is where, you know, being in the now, and as you said, being in the present, this is where you actually become a present, pun intended, (laughs) for other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And folks, I know you're going to see the, the similarities and the connects between each of our shows that... All of these concepts and all of the discussions that we have are all very intertwined. They're not singular. No. One catapults and it connects to the other. And when we talk about things like this, we've talked in the past about surrounding yourself with positive people. Mm-hmm. Surrounding yourself with those people that lift you up. Ron, you said earlier, wouldn't it be cool if when we gossiped, we only gossiped about what a great outfit they're wearing? Yeah. How brilliant that statement was in that meeting. Instead of, seriously, where did they come from? Yeah. Right? You know, actually, as you guys are talking about, you know, I'm the lover of challenges. So, mm-hmm. folks, here's my challenge to you this week. <laughs> let's let's catapult on, and I forget who it was that, that put out, was it, was it grandmother, Parisha? Yes. If, if we may, let's run on our coattails and let's promote that. Let's see if our listeners can post on our Facebook page the positivity that they encountered this week. Yeah, and how much negativity they were no longer putting out. Part of, yeah. A challenge to every, myself included, you guys too, I'm pulling you into it. Yeah. Let's spend the next seven days catching ourselves, not 
berating ourselves, but being aware and being conscious when we start to slip that slippery slope into, is that what love would do right now? Acknowledge it, forgive yourself and say, yay, guess what? I noticed it way more times this week than I noticed it last week and give that positivity. That's a really good challenge. Yes, I like that one. It's very good too because something you mentioned before the program, Karen, and I, I love the thought too, is be open to new wisdom from anybody. And when you're talking about hanging around people that just gossip negativity and always put other people down, as you said, try and move away from them and move to people who are more positive that you know in your life. Right. It, it's not it's not dump them and tell them they're idiots. It's no. It's just don't make them your main center so you get more positive influence in your life. You will notice that some people are more like that. So you, you can open yourself up to those new wisdoms from anybody. Yes. Someone who you see, as you said, emulating someone, but someone as you see that behaves that way is someone maybe you should get to know. Someone you should mm-hmm. learn how they do it and then talk to them about it and they will very quickly, oddly enough in most cases, teach you how to get there. And, and you know, the more you do that, well, I just wanted to interject there, the more you do that, the less it will be work for you. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. That's what I meant by they'll very quickly get you because they've done it. They can succinctly put what it means. That's right. And, and you will naturally start bringing people in without – they won't even be a conscious choice. Oh, I like this person. I'm going to pull this person in. They'll just naturally gravitate to you because of your deliberate change in your mindset. Yes. yes. And there's also the folks, because I've been on the receiving and giving end of the situation of negativity turned to positivity. Mm-hmm. Me being the negative person. Mm-hmm. And on the reverse, me being the positive person. And if they're, if they're not stuck in that negativity, mm-hmm. then oftentimes you'll find that it might be the fact that they haven't had enough positivity around them. Mm. They can't find the way to gravitate up to that positivity. And that's part of the, the sharing and giving back. And as I said, I've been on both sides. I've been the negative person. And I've also been the positive person and how quickly you can see, and I go back to that ripple effect, how quickly you can see people will change. But understanding, we don't get to change anybody. It's a choice. Yes. The only person you get to change is yourself. Right. And then you get to make the choice of who you continue to surround yourself with. Yeah. And that goes back to the heart of looking at all the negativity around and things that are going on. You can't change them all. That's not the objective. There's no way you could change. No, absolutely people, not. Anyone or all of them or whatever. Or anyone. Yeah. But you can change yourself. Yes. And that's what being your sovereign self is about. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of people still make the false assumption that if they don't see something that they like, if they see something that they don't like out in the world, that somehow they have to go to that thing and pound it into submission and change it that yeah. way. <laughs> And that is so incorrect. The only way Except the things we cannot change and the courage to (laughs) If you do want to see an external change in the world, you have to come from within. It has to be within you before you will see it externally. Want to see something outside change, change your attitude about what you're seeing. And it goes to the heart of how energy and how we interact with the universe, because everything is energy. And how we interact with the universe which includes everyone around us and everything else if you come from that more positive outlook of changing yourself to be more loving come from your heart and gather people more around you that are like that as well we're not kidding when we say this is the world changing event this is what will change the world 
you will change the world by becoming that positive person more than you could possibly know. That's the truth of it. And so when you move there, you will become that change and influence you desired to be before you move there. It's not simple, but on the other hand, it is simple. It's a one-two. You come from your heart, you come from your center of love, and you try and head in that direction with everyone you meet and everyone you see, then you will be influencing them and the whole world. I agree. I, I think I look at it from this perspective. The only person I want to change to be the best version of myself is me. The added bonus is the ripple effect that I may see in those around me. And and I've tried this many times um, in in all of my young years that trying to, as you said, you know, sort of pound somebody into submission and, and seeing your way. It's taken me a long time, but... My belief, and it, it's it's where I come from, is that the only person I'm going to try to change is me. Mm-hmm. And everything else becomes a bonus. And I am pleasantly rewarded with all of those bonuses daily by how I see what is changing around me in a positive manner that brings my life my joy. And people see it. People consciously recognize that type of loving behavior in people and they get attracted to it. And when you come from, from my experience, when you come from your heart center and you're trying to be every moment uh, as loving as you can be, you get it back in return. Mm -hmm. People will then all of a sudden start commenting on how much help you were, how good you are, how much they want to be around you. All of these things will change to where you're no longer just, as they say, the, the negative Nelly who always puts people down. Mm-hmm. Those people end up switching from person to person because people can only put up with it for so long. Right. But if you come from your heart center, people can put up with you forever. And the key is, <laughs> and you're absolutely yeah. correct, Martin, and the key is you have to be making the change for yourself because there will be people who won't say, hey, that's great. So you have to, you know, that's the things we can't change and the wisdom to know the difference. Yeah. And I, I think the other piece that, Ron, I, I love how you always express this is that We are in this space and time, we are human. So we are making decisions that are right for us. I firmly believe that every decision we make is the right decision in the moment. It's the consequences or the outcome that says, you didn't learn it the first time around. Yeah, best try again as a misfire as opposed to wrong. But the one thing that, Ron, you always come back to is be gentle with yourself. Forgive yourself. Because as we talk about this, I would love to say that every day I do absolutely everything, every word out of my mouth is so heart-centered and so loving, and I would be so inauthentic and untruthful to our listeners. Hey, that's not what you told me the other day. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But, But that's the... That's the process. That's the journey. That's the path. And I, I think, you know, we talk about it being a forever path and it's being gentle with yourself. And again, it, it's one of the struggles and I, I'm going to be personal here, but one of the challenges that I've had, A, not living in the present moment, B, being my worst critic. I am very, very, and I, I'm not alone in this. And I, I can say that because I am unique in who I am, but I'm not unique in humanity. Therefore, if I feel it, there's thousands of people out there that also feel it. 
Mm-hmm. I may not feel exactly what they feel, but we all do it. So again, just going back to that, be gentle with yourself and forgive yourself and say, huh. And the cool thing is then celebrate and say, whoa, guess what? A week ago, I may not have recognized that. Can we talk a little bit about what it means to be fully present in the now? Mm-hmm. Sure. Because I think this is such an important function yes. when dealing with fear. Can we talk about that in 10 minutes, though, in the future? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> because being fully present in the now simply means that you're not thinking about what happened yesterday. You're not worried about what's going to be happening tomorrow. Uh-huh. You're being fully present right here, right now. The moment you end up judging yourself is the moment you step outside of the now completely. Because it will bring you back to a time when you did something wrong, you didn't learn. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you judge yourself, you prevent yourself from moving at all. Fear has a tendency to freeze things in action. Yes. Fear has a tendency to slow vibrational and frequencies down to the bare minimum. It has a dampening, restrictive effect. So that whenever you're in fear, you end up forgiving yourself because of that fear. You're actually increasing the frequencies of love surrounding that fear thought, and you're releasing yourself from it. Being fully present in the moment is the best thing that you can do for yourself, especially with a world on the verge of such chaotic revelations that we've never seen what's about ready to to come forward ever in the the entire human history. So there's going to be a lot of things that people might consider fearful. Okay, so I'm going to ask a question, if I may. Yes. I'm going to put both of you on the spot, so kill me now if you need to. No, I'm just kidding. What would you do, Ron? You brought this up, and I'd love to hear from you and also Martin. What do you guys do to stay in the present moment? It's just, for me, as I said, being in the present moment, there's there's a flow to everything that happens. Everything is in movement. Everything is flowing. And for me, it's always, where's my focus of attention? Okay. And if my focus of attention is on external stuff, doing and doing and doing, then I have a tendency not to be in the moment. Now, that's not wrong. There are times when you have to be doing certain things. But for me, it's also engaging in the observer. Once I've engaged in the observer, I have a tendency to be more in the now, and I am not restricting the flow of things. I will step out of the flow of things when I become judgmental. Okay. For me, mm. being in the now, it, it's funny, it means being in the now. When I work that way within myself, what I, I'll give an example. Okay. When you look at something that's happening in the now, you can mm-hmm. move to past fears and let all the old mantras and systems and things you can imagine would happen come up. But when I'm in the now, is I look at that and go, No, that didn't work out well. If I come from my heart center now, what would I do? What feels right to me now? Yes. Mm. And believe it or not, people I've had problems with, people that have always caused problems in business and otherwise, when I come from that now and just be honest, truthful, and come from my heart, the problems go away. 
it's living in that past, but it's also going to the future because at the same time, you're looking at all the things that happened in the past and go, oh my God, we're going down this route again, and I know where that's leading. All of a sudden, you've set up all this fear package, and you can't think of anything else. There's something there that I want to bring in, and I might be disagreeing with you a little bit there. Mm. The, as I said earlier, the moment you think of anything in the past or in the future, you're stepping out of the moment point. You're not no longer in the now. That's many what I'm people, saying. But many people believe that you have to have an awareness of the past mm. in order to have a conscience. And that is not what not I'm true. saying. true. That's not coming from heart now. Because if you're in the moment, and as Martin says, if you're in the heart, in your heart, and you're allowing your intuitive self to bring, you know, your, your answers, when you're in the moment and you're not in the past or the future, you will always be doing what's right in that exact in the moment. moment. That's what I was trying to get to, was that yes. when something comes up, your mind wants to go to that past. Yes. Your mind wants to lead it to okay. what it used right. to Sorry happen. Yes. Yeah. And I'm saying, bring yourself back into your heart center and say, what would I do now? What's mm. coming from my heart? And you put all the past fears aside and future worries. And you just say, okay, this is the best way to move from my heart. You let your intuition come in, your full consciousness, your heart, mm -hmm. and you'll have the solution to it right, right. there. And you know, that's interesting. There's this old saying that says, if you're not aware of the past, you're doomed to repeat it. And I say, hey, once you become aware of your past, you're going to be doomed to repeat it. That's, <laughs> yeah, and that's because people focus past. on it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Don't look yeah. at your past. No. You already have all of the knowledge of what, what happened in the past. Your higher self already knows all of the wisdom of all the misjudges and all the misdoings that you've done in your past. There's no reason for you to have to look back to the past in order to know how to move forward in the future. Exactly. And all of that knowledge, the only place you can find it is when you're fully present in the now. Yeah. Folks, you can see why I ask these two gentlemen <laughs> these questions because they are my mentors. Well, well thank you. <laughs> It's, it's funny, we were talking about, and not to digress off that, I'll get back to it, what we were just talking about being in the now, but when we were talking about moving to people who are more positive coming from the heart rather than people who are always negative and hateful, right? and surround yourself with them. When I start the program off, I always say that Karen and Ron are divine, fabulous, miraculous, beautiful people. And you might think that gets to be just a statement every program. But I can tell you it isn't, because both of them are, and I've known them long enough to be <laughs> amazed by both of them continually. They truly are living what we're talking about in so many ways mm -hmm. <clears throat> that I don't say that lightly. And, <laughs> and, the so, one, and the one good thing, Martin, thank you. is that there's also another principle that states that you can never see anything in anyone else if you do not possess it yourself. So whatever you're seeing in someone else and all of the wonderful things, you look at a, at a guru and you, you're amazed at some of the, the feelings and the wonderful things this person does. You could not witness this unless you yourself possess those very same Right. You have to relate to it. You're absolutely correct, mm -hmm. Ron. And that brings up the other thing about being in the now is when you're in the now and you come across someone mm -hmm. who's behaving in a loving manner or a, something you want to emulate in the now, you can just go, oh, I can do that. Yes. You, you don't need to worry about it. You just come from your heart and be that, that instant, because you're in the now. You don't worry about, oh, I've never done it before, or maybe mm -hmm. I'll fail, or maybe this will happen. You can look at people and go, I can be that, and be yes. 
You know, <laughs> there's also another condition that I find interesting. The more I find myself present in the now, mm-hmm. the more when I do encounter someone who is not in the now and is demonstrating unsavory characteristics, right. the less likely I am to judge them. Yes, if yes, I'm yes. not in the now and I've been mulling over something all day long and I'm mm-hmm. finding the, the judgments are accumulating, mm-hmm. that very same person, once they come to me, there'll be a whole litany of reasons why I'm going to be judgmental and very angry with this person. But the more that I find myself present, completely present in the now, the less likely I will be to find fault with someone who is not demonstrating their higher good. Mm-hmm. That's a good comment. I'm going to have to ponder that for a while. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Oh, it's true. I've, I've just noticed that for myself personally with regards to some of the people that I work with. Mm. Some of them can be very challenging, and I find that when I'm not in the now, that challenge is 10 times more difficult. Right. Well, and I think what I'm finding, if I can share, is that I'm getting better, I, I believe, mm-hmm. at... That concept that we always talk about, the key to mastery in non-judgment. However, I'm not sure if this will come out right. I, I believe I'm better at it from an observer mode ah, yes. than when it's actually happening to me. That's because you don't tie into it emotionally and let that overrun you. And as I said earlier, I find myself more capable of being fully present in the now mm. when I'm in the observer mode. Yeah. You know, it's it's. I had I had a situation occur recently uh, with a very very dear friend of mine, and we've just been discon like just miscommunication, missed calls, missed messages, and I was starting to feel a little bit like, hmm, do you really still care anymore? Mm-hmm. And going into that oh that mode of a judgment, b actually I'm not sure what b is. Well, other than I was just. Go ahead, Martin. But you're judging yourself, too. Am I not worthy? Am I? Fair enough. Thank you. And in the back of my head, I went through all these examples of where, from an observer perspective, when I'm speaking with other people, I'm very comfortable saying, well, you know, you don't know what their situation is. You don't know what might be going on in their lives. Don't judge them. Be true to what you know. Be true to the connection that you have and so on and so forth. Mm. I must admit, the other day I, we, we did actually connect. And while I was thinking this person wasn't connecting much over the last three weeks, we did actually manage to connect this week only to find out that there was significant things going on in their lives. Mm-hmm. Now, in order for you to connect, did you find that you had to make any kind of an effort at putting the judgments aside before you could connect? No, I didn't, Ron. I, That's interesting. Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't judgmental. I really wanted to get to the bottom of, I'm feeling this. Okay, all right. Well, it's we as just, you said, you thought there might be something going on in your lives you didn't. I did, and yet I took it, as you said, Martin, I took it personally. Mm. Yes. And yet my higher self said, there's got to be more to this. You need to trust your intuition. And yet it was kind of nudging at me the whole time. Yeah. And sure enough, there was a lot going on and a lot that was really reasonable. And in my heart, they were going through a lot of things in their family and illnesses and potential leaving of this universe and things that I didn't know were going on. Mm-hmm. It reaffirmed for me in many ways, wow, I'm taking this personally, 
why do you care and second guess that? Because I know that to be true intellectually. I know that from my soul perspective. And yet there's still something that caused me to say, oh, did something change? And nothing changed. But that to me would mean that there may still be some core beliefs there that you still haven't looked at. A core belief will, will have onions upon onions upon layers and layers and layers where that core belief will not only impact one type of belief, it'll, there's an infinite number of variables that it, it right. will impact. Yeah. To begin to uncover them, it's like, as I've said earlier, this is a forever endeavor from the heart. There will be tons of stuff that will continue, right. continuously come up that, oh my God, I thought I dealt with that core belief years ago, yes. but yeah. it still will come up. There will still be issues that will come up only because the, the layers of the onion Mm-hmm. There's only one layer you've dealt with. There's still other layers other that layers. eventually might come up. And so right. it sometimes feels like, I've been down this road before. Why am I still going down this road? Yeah. I don't know if you, um, well, of course you remember, Karen, is that course we took where uh, Neil Donald Walsh yes. and imagined reality. Oh, yes. <laughs> and it was the exact same story you were relating, right? Yes, the, it was. The two and friends. I knew it. And I knew it, yeah. Martin, intellectually. Yeah. yeah. Two friends had a fight. And they've been friends forever, and they, they actually swore at each other, told each other to F off, and one left. And then the other one thought about it and phoned the other one back and never got an answer, never got an answer. And he said, oh, I'll hell with him if he's not going to pay, you know, blah, blah, blah. What happened was the other person got home, found out their mother had had a serious heart attack, and they had to fly to another state. So they were with their mother for the week till she died. The other person had assumed all the way along that it was a slight, wasn't going to talk to them anymore over it, the whole thing. And so when they finally met, he was angry at him. But it was all imagined reality. Yes. And that's exactly what comes that's, up. And, you know, as, as it was going on, I, I remembered that course. I'm a firm follower of Neil Donald Walsh, and I think he has some amazing things to share with everyone. And you take with it what resonates with you, as we do with, with everyone that we listen to, that recording in my head kept going over and over again. Yeah. But I, I think I, I'm sharing this in this program to let our listeners know that we all have the same challenges. We all have the same, I hate the word struggles, but we all have the same opportunities that we might not see in the most positive manner. Right. <laughs> Is that a better way to put it? <laughs> yeah, we make it a struggle. They're opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yes. But yes. we're taught a lot of this all our yes. lives. I mean, yes. I never forget that someone once said to me, well, you don't phone me anymore. Are you mad at me? Is something wrong? And I went, no, it's just I've been very busy, this and that. But now that we're talking, it's like, to me, it was like we were talking yesterday. never ended, yeah. It never ended. The friendship was still there. Once they understood that, they moved forward with it. But so many people play those games. Oh, well, they don't seem to be speaking to me anymore. They must hate me and all this. And it's like, no. How do you know that? You don't. <laughs> Speak to them. And if they're mad with you, they'll tell you. If they're not, then move exactly. on. Move and on. it comes back to the very <clears throat> topic of your introduction, Martin awareness, mm-hmm. personal awareness. And the more we can start to understand, even as I was going through this situation with my particular friend, mm-hmm. I think all along, in my heart of hearts, in my soul of soul, I knew the depth of our connection. Mm-hmm. So I never questioned that, but I questioned it on the, and this is probably a really bad terminology, but on the material level. Mm-hmm. I didn't question on the soul level. 
I question mm-hmm. it on the material level. Mm-hmm. Yes. That Does that make any sense? Appearances? Yes. Yeah, it was almost like uh, I know that in a heartbeat, our connection is just as strong. Mm. But why is this feeling so not like it's that strong? Maybe you miss it. Right. Something it, as simple it, as that. It could be. I, I never doubted it. I mm. never second-guessed it. I, I guess I was just curious about the why. And then I went into, as you said, Martin and Neil Donald Walsh taught us, I, I went into that, oh, let me just go down this path of my list of imagined truths. Yeah. <laughs> it could be this, it could be that. And it's it's all pregnant pause. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm coming pause. back. Yeah, okay. It's all poppycock. Mm. Yes. Well, and the what statement with regards to all of this that I'd like to make is that all healing, no matter what it is, is based on a change of attitude. Moment you change your attitude about a certain thing is the moment the healing begins. It's very true, and that's the value of being in the present, being in the now. Mm-hmm. Is all of that disappears when you come from that heart space now, because everything else is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Love what Seth says about be your point of power is in the now. Mm-hmm. So if you want to change anything in the world, the only place that you can do so is by being present in the now. Glad you brought up that question, Karen, because <laughs> the, the definition of what it means to be in the present or in the now is one of those things that a lot of people say, but not a lot of people explain. Mm-hmm. Not that we've given the perfect explanation here, but I think we've taken it a bit further. And are hoping people understand where we're coming from. And I'll reiterate your earlier challenge, Karen, on not being negative and not going there. Because that will help move you to be in your heart space now. And it'll make you conscious of what you're doing now. Mm -hmm. And it will change your life. So there's a prime example of where being in the now and coming from your heart, just remembering to do that. It's sort of like when you go out in the morning, and I do it too, Ron, and bless people. Yes. It's, it's being in the now. You're blessing them in the now. You're coming from mm-hmm. your heart space. And it changes your whole outlook everything. Everything it does. Everything you're shifts. only coming from a blessing point. Yeah. And as I said earlier, if you're up to the challenge and not focusing on the negative this week, if you find yourself in the midst of wanting to gossip about somebody, see if you can gossip nicely. See if yeah, instead of saying I something nasty about that person, mm-hmm. you can change in mid-sentence and say something wonderful about that yep. person. Or say nothing at all. Say nothing at all. If you're feeling that you can't say something good, then obviously say Remember authenticity. Yeah, exactly. And that's okay, too. If you're not in that place, in the present moment, Mm -hmm. don't fake it. No. I believe in – I know we hear a lot of our masters talk about fake it till you make it. And I don't disagree with it. But you have to put it into context. It's the same as saying – what you focus on manifests, but it doesn't mean you don't get to look at the negative. And in many, in many ways, the fake it till you make it doesn't actually work because your ego knows better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're trying to fool the ego by faking it, the ego is just going to cross its arms and say, you're an idiot. <laughs> so fake it till you make it, uh, not always the wisest. No, <laughs> fake it till you make it only works if you're not really faking it. Exactly, <laughs> and, and that's where I was going. You Otherwise, it's just a lie, and if you're exactly. just going to lie to everyone, to be, then yeah. that's that's not faking it. That's who you are. At that's, that point. that's kind of where I was going. It's, yeah. it's be authentic it, until it. Yes, and it actually, in actual fact, it's truly ignoring the fact that you don't need to fake it because you're magnificent the way you are. Exactly. You haven't yet recognized that. That's all. Yes, exactly. that is so true, Ron. 
every one of our listeners and beyond and everyone they ever meet are magnificent. Mm-hmm. I wrote it uh, in my book is that I talked about, are we perfect? And I said, yes, we are. It's just some of us don't recognize it yet. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. And that's really all it boils down yep. to. And, yep. But we've been taught so much not to say we are because we're taught from religious and every other end in life. Right. Oh, I know. We're fallen, we're evil, we're this, we're right. that. And I go, only if you choose to be. Right. And, and, and also, the other thing I'd like well, to bring into play is understanding that we are not alone. Martin, you did me a huge service this week mm. because you brought to my mind a conversation in our, in our last week's show uh, in which you took an approach, and I'll, I'll let you share that approach. I actually just latched on to what you said, and I used the same methodology, and I asked for help. And there it was. I can't remember the instance. Sorry, Karen. Oh, I can. Can I share it? Sure. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah. Last week, listeners, I'm sure you remember, Ron and I were talking about our sleep patterns. Oh, yeah. Okay. And they were up and they were down and they were over and they were back and we were awake and we were asleep and just not really having it all going on. Mm-hmm. And Martin wasn't feeling that. In the moment, but apparently we managed to plant that seed. Martin, yeah, I was having a couple of nights where that was happening, and I'd go to sleep for an hour. I'd wake up, and I thought I'd slept more than that, and then I couldn't get back to sleep again. I was wide awake, and it finally occurred to me on the second night. I said, "Well, why are you struggling with this? Why are you getting up and doing this, that, and the other thing to try and get sleep?" I thought, "Why don't you just ask?" So I asked. I asked to go to sleep peacefully, nicely, quickly, calmly, and put it out there. And that's the last thing I remember. I was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so I sometimes I, I say I forget to ask, and it's important to remember to ask because yes. there will be a response there, uh, as long as it's heartfelt and you're truly asking for the help. And, and I often wonder how the fact that so many of us do not ask, is that a reflection of how little we think of ourselves? Well, I think it's ego, too in that people don't ask for help or because they don't want to appear weak. Yes. And we're so trained into you can never appear weak. But we can't get anything done in this world unless other people help us. You imagine if, if we didn't have anyone else in the world, we'd, we'd be dead long ago. Because we need everyone to help us get to where we are, whether it's making food and agriculture and all that, or our residences or whatever else. Everyone gives everyone else help. Right. And we seem to forget that we're all one and we are here because of each other in yeah. our comfort and in our living and our eating and everything else. We have to get over that whole, I have to be strong. Because if you look at it, you're strong, but you rely on everyone else. Just move into the piece that goes one step further and goes, ask for help. Well, <laughs> for me, for me I, lost, I lost sight that I could ask for help. I, I lost sight of... I can be supported by what I believe in. Mm-hmm. And I forgot to ask for help. I, I do give gratitude and I do ask for help. But I, I've been very focused on some stuff over the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And I lost sight of the little things that I'm still allowed to ask help for. Mm-hmm. And I was getting so, many, so much good support for everything I was asking for. I don't know whether something inside me said don't ask for more or I simply yeah. didn't 
think to ask yeah. for more. I'm not um, sure which it was. And before we go any further, we're almost at the end of the program again. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have to cut it there, unfortunately. So we covered off a lot in this program. And it started off with being aware at a personal level about things that can affect you in your life and will help you get through all of those traumas and tribulations and all the worries that seem to get thrown at us endlessly from the world and in our own lives. But it is important, as I said in the introduction, to be in a conscious place. See where you're trapped. Don't be attached to any of the distractions in life, especially if you're using them to get away from what you should face. Fear is a keen indicator of something you should face and not move away from. Because if you never look at your fears, you will never overcome them, nor will you be able to move to become your sovereign self if you don't look at them. One thing I personally loved out of this program was Karen's challenge to not be negative this week, to not be negative about other people, other people's behaviors, things that come up in life. Move forward with a positive aspect and try not to move into the negativity and see how far you get. We'd be interested to see how well you do. So I look forward to hearing from you. The other major piece we covered off was about being in the now. And being in the now is very important because it does bring that clarity at a personal level into your life. Being in the now means not fussing about future events, because why worry about something that hasn't occurred and probably won't occur? It also means not worrying about past events and how past events, especially those that are negative, and how they continually bring negative past events into your current life and create fear. We think that there is value in that. And we yeah. love that freaking statement that says if you're not if you don't if you're not aware of the past, you're doomed to repeat it. Yeah. All we can talk like, that endlessly. No. Yeah. If if you're constantly afraid and you're looking to the past, mm. then you will repeat it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well said, Ron. So with that, we are at the end of the program. Have a great week, everybody. Yes, have a wonderful week. Have an amazing week, folks, and please share with us because we can learn from you. Thank you for listening to The Sovereign Self. We will be back with another show that will celebrate the beauty and perseverance of you and your sovereign self. If you would like more information or to send questions to Martin, Karen or Ron, please go to their Facebook page, www.facebook.com forward slash sovereign self. See you next week.